All right. Well, welcome everybody to another episode of the Entrepreneur Summit podcast. I've got Rick Winston and Tom Willis here from GMG Savings. And you guys are sponsoring the event. And I think this is really important. I I love this concept because after talking to you guys, I'm like, there's a lot of money out there that I don't think a lot of people realize that they could be missing out on in their business or a lot of money that's going down the drain. Uh, that they don't realize is even in the drain at the point, let alone going down it. So if you could real quick, just tell us, Rick, two second, like introduction, a little bit about it, uh, yourself and Tom, same. Welcome to the official podcast of the Entrepreneur Summit, events that teach you strategies from the experts, lessons learned from the trenches, and connections to take your business to the next level. Welcome to the official podcast of the Entrepreneur Summit. I'm your host, Aaron Smith. And yes, this is the podcast for the summit, which is coming up in just a few days here in Dallas, Texas. You can find out more information, get the speaker lineup, and of course, purchase your tickets over at entrepreneursummitdallas.com. And we've even added a new feature, which is really exciting. If you're not able to make the summit, you can still be there virtually, of course, but you can see and access all the live video plus the recorded videos. And you can find out more on the website at entrepreneursummitdallas.com. And of course, sign up for that too. We first want to thank all of our sponsors. Without this, this would not be possible. Of course, Southwest Airlines, and you can find out more about them over at southwest.com, along with the Frisco EDC. The event is in Dallas proper, but technically in Frisco, Texas. And there's honestly no greater place to build a business right now than Frisco. And you can find out more about them at friscoedc.com. Now in today's episode, we're talking with GMG Savings. And yes, they are a sponsor of the Entrepreneur Summit. But when I first met them, my first reply was, where were you eight years ago when I started to hire my first full-time employees? And then it was, how do not more people know about you? And I think this is a really great service that any entrepreneur should know about because what they do is they help you find savings in your business and they don't charge you unless they find those savings. So there's a lot of ways that you might be overspending as a business owner. One could be in credit card fees. It can get pretty complicated. And if you don't know how to read a statement inside and out, which probably most of us don't because we're too busy running a business, you could be missing out on some money. And the other ways are with government funded programs. Now, again, we are in the trenches of our business. We're running it every day. We don't have time to keep up with what the government might be offering for rebates and refunds when it comes to hiring, owning property, and some other various areas that we talk about in this podcast. So if you are a business owner, I can't stress enough how important it is for you to listen to this. And there's more information on how to get access to Rick and Tom if you have specific questions. But definitely, like I said, I wish I would have known about this eight years ago. Better late than never. And here is my interview with Rick and Tom over at GMG Savings. Okay, I'm Rick Winston and been working with GMG for about a year now and I've just been delighted with the difference it makes for the uh, corporate clients I've been able to uh, show uh, what we can get back for them and uh, you know, it's, it's so much more fun than selling some something to somebody as opposed to being able to get money back for them they 
they like you for some reason. <laughs> so tends to be a little different. Yes. All right, and Tom, how about you? Uh, like Rick, I have uh, been doing business with GMG since March of last year, and it. Uh, <clears throat> As a business owner myself for many, many years, I had to deal with a lot of the issues that the that business owners deal with in taxes and expenses. And to find a company that uh, actually provides you a way to recuperate taxes that you've already sent into the government and get them back and put into your checkbook for your business and a way to reduce your, ex- your monthly expenses of your business uh, has been fun because you're going in and talking to people and they're just shocked. It's like, how, how can you do this? I should have already known how to do this. It's like, no, this is not advertised and, um, it's your money. And, you know, we're just going to help stop the bleeding and put it back into your account. And that's, that's the fun part of it. The other part is, you know, when it, when, uh, like in the month of January, we did, we saved companies three million dollars in just the month of January on six clients only that was going out the door and um, so we'll we'll talk more about that in a little bit but that's just an example of just six clients in the month of January when everything is slow around the world in business for the new year and uh, so that that's the joy of it and just helping people find money for their company. All right. That's awesome. So let's get into the credit cards because I think this is the one that's going to affect the most people. Sorry, we've got people coming in the door and so I'm trying to keep the dog quiet. But credit cards are the big one. And a lot of people, you know, you sign a contract. This is what's going to get taken out of your account. Um, Let me ask this. Does it usually start out as it should and then it slips a little bit or do a lot of times where do all these, where do you find these extra funds a lot of time when it comes to credit card? Cause you go through somebody's credit card statement and you can help a business find a lot of hidden money. So where exactly right. are those hidden fees coming from and why do we miss them a lot? Um, basically there are four fees that are set by MasterCard and Visa that are baseline across the country. But then there's all these other little fees that get, uh, put in that when you look at your statement, you know, there's all sorts of different lines about, and this just little bitty things here and there. Uh, What GMG does is they will take uh, six months of your merchant account statements. Uh, By the way, we do not want you to change merchant accounts. We don't do that. We just do the audit. We take those six months. We do an 11 point audit. We find the, uh, the uh, fees that they've slipped in on you. And usually we can lower your fees by about 20%. And what we've done with the six months is created a baseline so that going forward, we will be able to uh, negotiate with the merchant account on a month-by-month basis on getting those fees lowered. So you that puts money back into your pocket. So... Is it kind of like cell phone bills where they kind of add fees here and there and you don't really realize it or yeah. it just over time yeah. and it's in yeah. the contract that they can do that and we just don't realize it? Uh, pretty much, yes. And then what you guys do is so when you find them, you can call them and say, listen, this fee shouldn't be here and get those taken off. Is that? That's right. And we've been doing this for 11 years. The company has been doing it for 11 years. And when we call, they know who we are. And it's, we've negotiated with every uh, 
major company out there, and they're pretty reasonable about it, so we can get the fees lowered. And again, on average, that's about 20%. And have you found like a lot of people feel when you when you help them, they're probably like, yeah, you're not going to find much, we're good. And then you end up finding a lot more. Like people just have no idea just the extra fees yeah. that are getting taken off. Yeah. The, I get the, oh, it's too good to be true response quite a bit. And well, this is one occasion where, yes, it is true and it does work. And like I said, we've been doing this for 11 years. Okay. It's just so interesting to me because you think I'm, I'm naive. I can fully admit I'm naive in many, many ways. And I feel like if I sign a contract with somebody and, you know, it's getting done, it's, it's usually safe. PayPal is a big one in the online world. Um, you know, and, and a lot of people watching or listening will be online. Uh, PayPal, Stripe, the very straightforward ones where it's just a 3% yeah. cut and a transaction fee. Do you usually find that you can even help with the PayPal's of the world or the stripes, or is it more of the complicated, um, different vendors? Yes. The complicated different vendors. Okay. And, uh, but what we do when we do the survey for the client is we look at a bunch of different things. And also we arranged to have the client speak with the experts who will be doing the audits and that sort of thing uh, in about a 15 minute phone call so that they understand what we're doing and um, are comfortable with the process. Okay. So interesting to me. And Aaron, it, let me, let me yeah, add one ahead. thing to what Rick yeah. is saying. Yeah. Let me add one thing to what Rick is saying is that in your, in the merchant vendor contract, you have what is your, your standard qualified transaction which the majority of your transactions go through at that level. Then you have your non-qualified. This has nothing to do with the customer's credit line or anything like that. It just comes in as a different higher level cost of transaction fee. And that's, that's just, and it's allowed in the contract. So there's nothing illegal or immoral about it. It's already there. You signed it when you signed your agreement with the vendor and, um, you know, they, they charge the higher fee or had some additional document fees because, you know, your average transaction cost that month was below their minimum. So they, they had some additional fees for that. Or maybe you went above what you had contracted for. Or maybe you had transaction averages that didn't match where you'd signed your original contract. And all those things get a lot of different fees added to them. But occasionally, we also run across a, a client that when we go in and audit them, they're get they're ninety nine percent of all their transactions are at the cheapest rate they can get it, and there's no additional fees, and they're just like, wow, I thought it was good, but I didn't know how good. That's <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you've been treated well, you know. So we have those experiences also, but you know, usually we find some savings, and then it's up to the client to decide if that's enough savings to make a difference. Go ahead, Rick. Yeah, I was going to say, and if we cannot find you any savings, there's no cost to the client. Okay. So. And then we're only paid out of what's recovered. Again, they're not having to pay us to go do the survey. We'll do the survey and we find out uh, what works, well, how it works for everybody and go forward from there. Awesome. So, yeah, I think this is a big one. I think it's just one of those opportunities where it's like, why not? Just take a look at it, see if there's, I mean, I'm all about free money anywhere I can get it. And if I can save money Every little bit helps. That's how I look at it, especially in business. So I want to talk about another big one, and I wish I would have known you guys 
seven years ago and I started doing a lot of hiring in my first business, but it's about hiring and a, and a tax credit, right? I believe it's a tax credit you can get mm -hmm. when you start hiring. Um, I think this is a big one for people to understand and know about. Again, there, I, I've learned a lot about the government's willing to help you. It's like grants for colleges, right? They're out there. They're willing to help you with them. You just have to be the one to seek them out and find you. No one calls you up on the phone and says, hey, you're going to college. I got some money for you. It doesn't, it's not how it works. So tell us a little bit about this one. Um, so when you're hiring, there's potential money that you can get back from the government. So can you tell us a little bit about what it is and how you can qualify for that? Um, I'll take that one, Aaron. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in the... Uh, um, in the IRS code for several years now, uh, when you are hiring employees, there are different um, benefits to help offset your payroll, the employer's payroll taxes and or a portion of that employee's payroll that you can get a credit back uh, from the government to your business for having hired the right qualified type of employee. Now, that does that does not mean you don't hire that you hire somebody that's not qualified to do the work. They have to be qualified to work, but they might fall into some additional demographics like they've been on unemployment, they, they've ran out of unemployment, they're beyond the end of the extended unemployment period, uh, or they're in, um, you know, they're changing uh, uh, technical fields for whatever reasons they were in one field and now they're going over to another and you have a, an opening in that field. They can do the work and, you know, um, so there's some additional fees and we work with the company CPAs to get these done. And then that money has come back into the company from the government in a, as an offset or a direct check from the IRS to, for those employees that they've hired. The biggest one most people are going to be aware of is, is basically with all the people on unemployment or have quit looking for jobs and have quit and ran out of unemployment. Uh, and we actually help do the hiring again, like on the credit card. If we can't find you savings, there is no fee. Okay. And and with the changes in the tax law for that was signed into effect December the 30th of 2015, called the PATH Act, we can now find those savings in all kinds of companies uh, at all kinds of sizes. Used to, we'd get find it and be able to do this in about one out of every 25 companies. So four out of 100. Now we're at like 98 out of 100. So do you have to bring because of the change in So do I have to bring you in before I hire or let's say I've hired 10 employees this year. I call you guys and say listen I hired 10 employees can you take a look and see if I'm eligible for this? We can definitely look at what you've already done okay. and we can help you with the interview process going forward and tell you and and map out the criteria of what you're going to be looking for in addition to what qualifies the person to be interviewed to come to look for your company because you don't need to hire an unqualified person to uh, come to work and not be able to do the job. Right. That's not what we're interested in. We're not putting bodies into your business as an expense. We want to make sure that they can do the job first. And secondly, that they meet the additional criteria where you get additional uh, credits and, and money back. So qualified and can qualified mean various things depending on the business or are there certain things that I need to look for to meet, meet the qualified status. 
Well, the qualifications are set by the IRS guidelines as to what okay. the uh, payroll tax credits are there for. Uh, they have nothing to do with the job of your business, whether it's a programmer, whether it's a janitor, whether it's a administrative assistant. You know, it doesn't matter what that job is. It depends on where that person's coming from. Okay. You know, and that has nothing to do with your business other than the fact that you're looking at hiring somebody that meets the criteria to, to work for you and do the job that you need done. Plus, they come out of this other arena that the government says we need more people from that arena hired and trained or in, in, in the workforce, and we're going to give you a benefit for doing that. Interesting. And okay. we have the experts, and, and, and like on the credit card, we do about a 15-, 20-minute conference call with the experts at GMG Corporate to make sure that, the, that this fits for your business because there's a few that it doesn't fit for, and there's a lot that it does now that didn't know it. And is it a percentage you're getting back typically or a certain uh, amount that you're getting back on hiring or the, the salary, way. I guess? It, it could be a percentage of salary or it could be a flat dollar amount. Okay. It just, it just kind of depends on what the IRS regulations and guidelines are for that criteria. So and I'm not the expert. Okay. No, it's so, I mean, no. I just think, but like it's, no, this might be a stupid question, but. If you're looking at two qualified people and one's just been unemployed for like, but they're both like, you're like, okay, these are cool. But you go with the unemployed to get the tax credit. Is that discrimination? Like, or I mean, can you get caught? I know, I know you got to be so careful on how you hire, but. Well, there's, there's discrimination means you're, you're not hiring somebody because of something that they represent. Okay. All right. There's an incentive here from the government to hire certain people if all things being equal on the employee and the government is incentivizing you to have a more diversified workspace or employment staff or more people who've been on unemployment for a year and a half or two years, but have went back to school to get retooled on certain skill levels. Uh, they're incentivizing you because you know that person may have a college debt to pay off. You know, okay. and if they incentivize you to help them, you might actually pay them a little bit more, which helps them pay off the government debt for having gone to, back to school. Gotcha. And let me give you a real world example. Okay. Uh, two weeks ago, I surveyed a uh, tiny little uh, high tech manufacturing company. I mean, you drive by, you wouldn't look at them twice, but uh, their payroll is $1.7 million. And after the survey, we were able to recover $88,400 for them. Wow. Made them very happy. Yeah, I'd be well, happy that, about that. That 88000 is in dollar-for-dollar dollar credits on the employer's payroll tax responsibility. Yep. They're, they're matching funds on the uh, FICA and Medicare that 7 percent that the comes out of the employee's check that the employer has to match for Social Security and Medicare, that 88000 goes directly towards that credit to credit them this month on that payroll. And okay. in their case, they're not going to have to pay payroll taxes for about eight months. That's awesome. God, yeah. I, yeah. Payroll was the worst. I like, this is why I told you guys this before when we were talking earlier. Part of the reason why I, I payroll was the worst. Like when I started this business, I'm like, I don't want to deal with a lot of employees because that was, 
did I get this form in? Did I do this right? And am I missing this? So I, anybody that can take off headaches of payroll is a uh, nice place in my, my books. So the last two I want to talk about, I know it may not pertain to everyone, but I think they're also important to know, uh, especially as you're growing. You know, I think people, when you, we, we talked about this, there's so many times when you're in the process of building a business, you're just flying by the seat of your pants and you're doing what you need to do to get to the next place. And a lot of times you don't take a step back to look around and see, you know, what might be able to change. So the first one is um, about property taxes and there's some credits that can be had um, on property taxes of buildings. So can you explain a little bit about that? And like I said, even if you're listening to this and you're not there yet, keep this in the back of your mind. So when you do get there, you're like, wait a minute, let me look at this. Yeah, Rick, do you want to do that one or you want me to do that one? Uh, Tom, you go ahead. Okay. Um, on property tax, what we do is we take, obviously, you have to own some property, some commercial property. We don't do this on residential, strictly commercial only. This is uh, for businesses, whether they be uh, S-Corps, LLPs, LLCs, C-Corps, you know, doesn't matter what type of company it is, could be a sole proprietor. But if you own corporate property, commercial property, whether it be, you know, manufacturing plant, could be a restaurant, could be a strip center, could be any type of commercial property that you're using for business, then uh, we will go in with and, and talk to the county and renegotiate your property taxes on that if they're in excess of $30,000 a year. And we're very successful in getting that done. We call uh, every state in the United States pretty much every county in the United States that has business in it. I mean, there are some in Alaska and a few other places that's completely rural. There is no business out there to be found to speak of. And, um, but we do that and we always get a reduction in the property tax. Now there's a one-time fee for that. After, after we've shown you what we can do, like all of our, all of our plans, every single service that we offer, there's no upfront fee. If we don't save you any money or find money for you, there is no fee at all for the work that we do. We're willing to put our money up front first rather than go in and says, write us a check, and then we'll go do the work. We go do the work and show what's available, and then you decide if you want to do that. So in the property tax, if uh, I looked at a client just last week. Their property tax was about $82,000 a year. And our estimate at the time, just up front, is that we could probably save them about $27,000 a year. Wow. That's real dollars that they're spending 100% that immediately will get reduced down on this next property statement and stay down for years to come. But they only have a one-time fee. That's this year. Next year, they get the reduction again, and there's no fee. And the next year, they get the reduction again, and there's no fee. And, how many uh, how know, many years how do those works. usually last? Like when you sign a con, what's typical that a county will give you? How many years on the deal? You can probably look forward to an easy five to seven years before they they ratchet it back up because they're going to start ratcheting it back up a little bit by each year, but they can't take a major jump because that would look like fraud. Okay. And on their part, and they would get they they'd get nailed for that. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, can you renegotiate a lot of times too once those five years are up? Yeah. Seven years. You can okay. always go back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And if you and if you buy a new property, you can, we can go renegotiate before you ever pay your first year's property tax on it. 
if you want us to because you bought a new property. If you sold it, we can go do that again for the new property owner because they're going. the county is going to say, oh, you sold the building for $3.4 million. Guess what we're going to appraise your property at? Yeah. And put it on the tax rolls. Well, you know, it may or may not be that dollar amount, but that just might be what the market bears. You can ask any of your real estate agents about the real value of the property and what, what it sells for. Right. They don't always manage. And that's happening, especially right now, a lot in Dallas. There's, yeah. Um, okay. Last one. Let's talk about um, the R&D. And I want to, it's, I know this may not apply to all businesses, but again, as you're growing, I want you guys to keep this stuff in the back of your mind. Um, and I know, again, I, I'm interested to know how people qualify for this and uh, what exactly it entails. Well, this is this is my favorite service that we do. Of all the services that uh, we do, then um, this is this is just my favorite because it affects every. There's not a business out there, so I'm going to start with really. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean it affects every business, especially with the PATH Act of 2015 that was signed into law December the 30th of 2015. Um, most people think R&D and they think of people in uh, white, you know, science back in labs and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And uh, and according to the IRS, that is R&D. That's not the only thing that is R&D. R&D also, and I'm going to read some of this off of, of my deal, is the uh, development, design, or fabrication of products. It could be – it's also the development of new or improved processes on those products. It could be the performance of prototyping or modeling of a particular product, even though you're not going to produce it. Uh, it develops new software applications. For the tech companies uh, or enhancements to those software uh, applications. Think of Mobi apps and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, performance testing and quality assurance programs. Anybody that manufactures anything has to have a quality assurance testing program. That's part of R&D, even though it may be, uh, you know, a guy in a machine shop in the back that's on, you know, that's turning a tool and they, they break, they, they, get the tool off the machine and says, okay, it's fabricated. It looks like we have to test it and see if the material that it's made of is going to perform under the work it's going to be required. Also, they might change that material it's made of over time. That changing of that material and making it a, di a different alloy, it falls into research and development because they've got to figure it out. And most people go, well, that, well, that's just what we do because we need to make our product better. But it's research and development, but they don't think of it that way. What about like all right. these startups creating – I mean, do you have to have – do you have to be in business for a certain amount of time or – I mean, because all these people no. are – okay, so what is – what do you do to qualify for this? Well, the you, qualifications – and there's many, many right. more. Yeah, and there's more. There's it, This includes every bioengineering uh, experiment on limitation of uncertainties in the product, uh, new concepts, new technologies that haven't been thought of. Um you know, any applications for patents and engineering, any engineering functions fall under R&D, according to the IRS, even though most people don't think of it. Now, on the PATH Act, because you've heard me mention that before, I'm going to mention it many more times. The um, startups, there are three levels of R&D benefits for, and I just 
laid aside my where my deal go? There it is. Um, my note. The um, the 6765 IRS form for R&D tax credit, your CPA will know who that is. And by the way, we don't change any CPAs out either. We don't change any vendors on any of our services. All of them stay the same when we go and negotiate. Okay. We're not about changing anything out. Uh, if you're a startup, and a startup is this, is that you had no income before the year 2012. Okay. And doesn't matter what you've made from 2012 to current. And in your current tax year, which we're all looking at 2015 now, you had less than $5 million of revenue. Okay. You're a startup. Okay. Doesn't matter what you do. This is IRS laws. Now, if you have more than $5 million of a startup, and but less than $50 million, so $5 million to $50 million in income, uh, and it doesn't matter what you had in 2014. You could have had $30 million in 2014, but in the current year – is what we're looking at. Okay. Um, and there's a, a mid-level called SBJA uh, level for a R&D tax credit. And then if you have over 50 million, because 50 million is still considered a small business, even though it might not be a startup. I, I know a lot of small businesses out there think 50 million, man, we'll be, you know, knocking the ball out of the park right. every week. And uh, there's additional uh, R&D credits uh, available there, too, even though you wouldn't be considered a startup because you'd be doing $50 million in annual sales. Right. And it doesn't matter whether you're in one location, 10 locations, five states, two states, three counties, how your business is structured. Um, everything flows under the, the one tax number. Depends on how you file your taxes, not strategically where the where they're all located at, okay. as long as they're in the United States. Okay. Stuff outside the United States, we don't touch. So there's those levels of of companies less than five million, five to fifty, and fifty million plus that uh, is available for R and D tax credit. Now R and D tax credit is not only the um, credits toward the FICA and Medicare uh, payroll, but it could also qualify for some additional credits and offsets depending upon which one of these qualifying activities by the IRS, those are indeed that list of stuff I read off before, how many of those you may, you may qualify. And it may not, it may include a people additional besides just the people over in the R and D lab or just the, the, the guy who's writing the code, because you've got to have, you've got to include into that. We run across business all the time. So, Oh yeah, yeah. We're taking care. We're taking R and D. Okay. Who's qualifying under R and D. And they they tell us, well, we got you know this piece of our payroll over here. We got a twenty million dollar payroll, and we got the million dollars of it going into R and D. We go in at no cost to the employer, no upfront cost, like on all of our services, and we say, okay, here's we we look at the business, we look at who the people are involved in it, and it, and it invariably comes back and go, well, you said you had a million. It actually turns out that you have six and a half million dollars of payroll that qualifies for R and D tax credit. Now, I would rather get the credit on six and a half million dollars of payroll than one million. Me too. Yeah. I mean, it's it's money in your pocket that you're spending, and you know, and you've already been spending it. So we're about pulling that money back into the business and putting it back in their checkbook for them. So, and then we we uh, so, we share in the savings. Well, so it has to be payroll related. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because if you're looking at the actual material. Um, 
that's a that's a uh, inventory expense. It's not a payroll. R and D has everything to do with your payroll cost under Section forty one with the IRS code. Okay, um, and then you just have to be developing. Basically, you're developing something, and as long as you have people on the payroll who are developing, so it wouldn't work with contractors. It wouldn't work with. It, they have to be full time employees. It would work. It would. It 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 would work with. Well, contractors have their own business, so you're you're paying them as a ten ninety nine something. You contracted with them, but the contractor may be doing the R and D for you. So his his company's payroll will qualify, not yours. Oh, okay. Because when you have a contractor, if they're independent, which that term usually indicates that they are, yeah. Uh, then they're not part of your actual payroll. They're a contracted service, which is 100% write-off for your business because it's a business expense. Okay. So, like, would you do any – I mean, if they're getting the tax credit, like, do people split that and be like, hey, contractor, I just saved you $50,000. Cut me some deals on what you're charging me or – I don't know. I don't want to get into those okay. conversations. You're like, That's what you're you're like I'm seeing that. No, I was just curious because, yeah. yeah, okay. So this no, it's, is, it's a good question. All right. It's a good question. Because you've got some leverage, you right? Know. But you're like, yeah. I, if I know I can get you some credits by doing this, you need to, okay. And basically, it's good to know when you're hiring people. That is, yeah. It, the, well, the thing is, is this, is that uh, R&D tax credit averages between twenty dollars to $40,000 of benefit per year Wow. On every million dollars of payroll per year, every year, most of our, I mean, uh, the, uh, the uh, property tax deal is the only thing that we do that's one and done. Okay. Everything else, all the other services that we do, which is the R and D, which is the uh, cost segregation for buildings and how they're depreciate commercial buildings and how they're depreciated. Um, Work, workers comp, uh, insurance premiums, we audit those also. The credit cards, as Rick had talked about earlier, you know, uh, the parcel shipping, uh, which people spend with FedEx and UPS and that stuff. We have people that spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on that, receiving and sending. And we go in and we find, you know, lots of money there that they're already spending by they've already paid and we go out and get them credits and, and on a go forward basis, like on the credit card, but we take the baseline and figure out what they're being overcharged and where, and go back to the companies that are doing that. And like Rick said, they know us, they've dealt with us. We, the GMG has been doing this for, you know, this will be their 12th year this year. And, uh, collectively, uh, they, the company has saved business clients in excess of $350 million in tax credits. Wow. I mean, that's $350 million. That's more than most grants or research projects will pay. And it's, and it's money that they're, it's free to them. And, you know, there's no paperwork that there's no grant they have to fill out and try to get in for a startup company. You know, we just go in and look what they have and say, okay, work with their current CPA and say, here's what we can help you with. Or if we can't help you save you some money, there's no cost. Right. I don't know hardly any other companies that do that. No, I mean, and then like I said, it's, I, I think people, you you have to seek it out. And when you're an entrepreneur and you're growing and you're, you don't have time to be seeking stuff out. I mean, you, you'd love for it to fall in your lap, but um, you know, all these little extra things, it's, you you just, you don't know. And you don't know, you know, you just, 
and you don't have time to know. So I think these are all awesome. And like I said, for those of you listening, even if you're not there yet, uh, put this stuff on the back burner and understand that when you get to that point, it's all available to you. And if people wanted to connect with you to have them take a look at some of their stuff, where can we send them to? Uh, Rick, give, give her your information, sir. And uh, see, because everything goes through Rick on, on our stuff for okay. the most part. Yeah, it's great. Um, I don't send him know. an email. Yeah, send me an email. Okay, what's your email address? Oh, go ahead. RH Winston at sbcglobal.net. Okay. And I'll put that. Um, in the notes page too on the website. Yep. So we got that. Okay. Awesome. And then is there anywhere anybody can go to take a look at some of these just to, before they email you to see a little bit more about what this is all about? Yeah. Rick will send you uh, his, his uh, web link. Okay. I have that. Yeah. So I'll put it up. I'll put it up in the show notes. Great. Thank you. Awesome. So in, in answer to your question of entrepreneurs and um, stuff falling out of the sky, because uh, they don't know where to go to look. This is that. This is what falling out of the sky looks like today. Is you doing this uh, podcast and blab for businesses, Aaron? And I appreciate you doing that because uh, you know without people like you, it, it, it people don't find out. No, it's true. And like I said, even just the the credit card. I think that's the first step. It's so simple. It's like okay. And I mean, yeah. I pay my phone. I don't even know half the time like what I'm paying on my phone bill and then I hear like people oh they're they're charging five bucks a month and I know it's little but when you have a credit card fee getting hit here hit here hit here we just I don't have time to read my credit card I do my I send my taxes to my accountant I don't look it over um you know just all those things you trust you you figure it's taken care of so I think these are just really important areas that people need to realize they can slip stuff in here and there and you don't know and uh you want to know. Absolutely. Well, it pays you to know. Exactly. Or it's going to cost you for not knowing. I mean, in this case, not knowing is costing you money every single month going out of your company that you could be using in other areas to help grow your company. Exactly. And just a note about uh, you were saying sending your uh, taxes to your CPA. Um, they are tax filing specialists. And their job is to keep the IRS off your back. We are tax incentive specialists. Our job is to get the money back. So it's like having a general practitioner and a heart specialist. You know, they both have very specific tasks to do, um, but they don't necessarily cross over. Right. Exactly. Yeah, we uh, UMG doesn't do anybody's tax filings for them. We, we specialize in these business tax credits uh, to uh, support their CPAs in their filing of that stuff. And uh, the other part is, you know, all we have at GMG's headquarters as the experts are the uh, tax specialist, the accounting specialist on this, certified engineers for the engineering studies we do that we didn't talk about today, and the audit specialist for the expense side of the equation on the credit cards and workers' comp insurance and, you know, uh, partial shipping and stuff like that. Okay. Well, cool. Well, we'll get all this stuff in the notes page. Thank you guys for jumping on. Of course, you will be at the Entrepreneur Summit. So uh, for those of you attending, go say hello to Rick and Tom and introduce yourself and ask them all kinds of questions. You guys will be doing audits right there, correct? 
or looking at yep stuff. On, the okay. spot. on the spot awesome we'll be doing we'll be doing a survey on the spot okay uh, we'll be doing a survey on the spot at the uh, the event and uh, thank you very much for inviting us and uh, this has been great awesome well yeah, thank, thank you, you guys much. so much and i'm going to be putting and i'll let you guys know when this goes out everywhere i'll stop the recording okay